This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. Yo, welcome back to the show. It is Q&A time. All right, first question we have for the day. <laughs> this one cracked me up. How do you make all the wine I see on your story, on my Instagram story, work with your nutrition? <laughs> all right, so first of all, listen, I'm just playing. I really don't drink that much wine, maybe like three or four glasses a week. Um, but how I help, <laughs> it really comes down to planning. So for me, the reality is right now, I'm in a building phase. I have a lot more calories to work with than normal. That said, when I'm on a diet, I still enjoy wine. And one of the biggest things I help my online clients with is how do we enjoy wine? How do we, how do we enjoy like this flexible lifestyle side of things? How do we find this balance of getting good results, but also not just fucking hating your life and feeling like you can never drink wine or eat whatever food again? And really, it all comes down to planning ahead. So how I lay this out for clients, I have a system that my clients use. So it looks something like this. First and foremost, you want to plan out. So let's say, and really, again, it all comes back to planning. So let's say that you know on Friday night, you want to go out and you want to grab a couple slices of pizza and two glasses of wine with your significant other. So Friday morning or ideally Thursday night, you're going to plug that into your MyFitnessPal diary first and foremost. And this is really why I like to have so many clients track macros or track calories and protein. It's just a good tool that allows us to allows me as a coach to educate you more on the flexible dieting side of things like this. So from there, okay, you plug that in. Now, keep in mind that if you don't know exactly what you're going to eat, this doesn't have to be perfect. But we just need a rough estimate so we can plan the rest of your day. So now we know, okay, so I plug that in. I have 2,100 calories to work with. And by my estimates, this is going to take up 800. Okay, so I have 1,300 calories remaining. From here, you're going to look through the rest of your day. Okay, so for my breakfast, lunch, afternoon snack, or whenever you like to eat, what are some protein sources that I can plug in? to get me close to my protein goal. So work through each of those meals that you would traditionally eat before this, plug in a protein source until you hit your protein goal. So either plug in a protein source for each meal and adjust the portion size, or if you're still not at your goal, look to where you could add another portion of protein. From there, you'll see, okay, now I have blank amount of calories left. So here, just add fats and carbs as desired. I would mostly in a situation like this, Focus on adding more carbs to fill up the remainder of your calories. So this is a situation where like many of my clients are more advanced. You do track all your macros, not just calories and protein, but often clients will take what we call a flex day once a week where you just hit your calorie and protein totals and don't worry so much about your carb to fat ratios. And really as long as we control calories and protein, it doesn't make too much of a difference where fat and carbs lie, especially if it just is once a week. So in a situation like this, I'm perfectly fine with that. But in this case, it's going to make sense to, okay, 
Now that we've hit our protein goal, which the reason we're going, we want to make sure you hit your protein goal is one, if you're under consuming protein, building lean muscle, which is a big thing that most people work with me on, it's going to be much harder. Two, you're going to be less satiated. You're going to be less full going into this meal out. So if you're hella hungry going into this meal, you're a lot more likely to overdo it. So it's smart for us to make sure you hit your protein intake. You have a ton of protein in your system before you go out to this meal. From there, we want to continue to focus on because the reality is you're not eating that many calories or not as many calories you normally would be throughout the day if you're quote unquote saving up for an event like this. So we are going to have you focus on, okay, how can I select the most satiating foods possible? So basically this means how can I get a lot of fiber into my day? So, okay, can I plug in a sweet potato here? Can I plug in some berries here? Can I add a big ass salad here? Can I add some veggies with my lunch? Really focusing on eating a lot of volume. And again, that typically comes down to eating more carbs, whereas fat is typically more calorie dense, always more calorie dense because fat has nine calories per gram, whereas protein and carbs have four, but less volume per calorie. So we're trying to get your stomach to feel as full as possible for as few calories as possible. And really that's how you go about planning. That's how you go about planning it ahead. Um, that's how I work. So I truly don't drink that much wine, but that's how, that's how I work it into um, my, that's why you see so much of it on my stories. And that's how I help my online clients work in as well. And truly, if you want to learn more about this process, hit the link in the show notes, apply for coaching with me. I will talk you through this process. What I do with new online clients that want education around this, I have you send me your food diary every single night and I literally walk you through. Like when we have events like this coming up, we'll have talked about it by Thursday or Friday and I will talk you through, okay, here's how you plan ahead for what you have going on. Here's how you make this work with your nutrition. Truly, I think that's one of the most, I know that's one of the most valuable things that I give online clients because until you learn how to manage things like this, weekends, Nights out, if you don't go out on the weekends, but like a Tuesday night out, whenever you like to go out, wine Wednesdays. Um, anyways, making things like that work is crazy important to actually sustaining this long term, which is why it's such a big piece of what I focus on as a coach. And as you can see, I practice what I preach. All right, next question is What does the blue man on your stories mean? LOL. All right, lots of story questions today. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't follow me at Jeremiah Bear, um, often you'll see like I'm tagged in a little blue guy on my story and it says weaponized below him. So basically what this is, within my mentorship circle, we're all part of another <laughs> mentorship somewhat called Wake Up Warrior, which is really kind of like a... It's hard to describe. It's kind of like personal personal development geared towards entrepreneurs. So what this little blue dude is, is within Warrior, there is a system for basically putting you in power every day, putting you in, helping you start the day as a person you need to become, starting the day in a good mindset, making sure, basically making sure that these four areas of your body or these four areas of your life being body, being, aka like your mindset, balance, or relationships, and business, basically making sure that you're taking care of all these areas in your lifestyle so that you can 
continue to progress and become a better version of yourself. So again, this is called core four. And every day we work through in each of these four domains of your life, making sure that there's these certain boxes you tick. So for the body domain, we have fitness. So every day, you do something related to fitness. So for me, six days a week, that's training. Right now, I'm, I'm following a uh, lower push-pull, lower push-pull. And then on the other day, that might just be a long-ass walk. That might be a hike. That might be when the gyms are open. Um, I can go hang out with my gym friends. It might be like um, a Metcon or something like that. But it's been a bit since that. Um, and then we, so for body, we have fitness and we have fuel. For me, fuel is doing some type of green smoothie really for everybody within warrior it's some type of green smoothie i do uh i do a big ass one because again i'm trying to get in calories right now so i do greek yogurt a scoop of whey a bunch of berries a shit ton of greens and about 90 grams of avocado a lot of avocado so that's my fuel okay so for the body domain we have fitness fuel. Then for the being, basically taking care of your mindset, we have meditation and memoirs. So as far as the meditation for me, I'm honestly not someone that loves to meditate per se. My meditation is typically a morning walk that I go on, or sometimes it'll be an afternoon walk. But I just go walk and for at least 10 minutes, I'm not listening to anything. I'm just kind of alone with my thoughts. And that's what I consider my meditation for the day. And then memoirs is basically some type of journaling. Again, within Warrior, we have something called the stack, which I believe I've talked about on this podcast before. But basically, it's just the stack is a series of questions that you work through daily. And for me, as far as personal development tools go, this has straight up been one of the most helpful things that I have ever implemented. It's basically just a... Again, it's like guided journaling. So depending on what mood you're in, there are a ton of different stacks. So let me just pull those up here. Okay, we have the mega stack we have, which is basically just this long ass series of questions, but so crazy helpful. Typically it's like something you're pissed off about. You talk your way through it. You look at the opposite. You figure out how this applies to your body being balanced business. And then basically at the end of this, you always realize like, oh shit, like, well, I thought this person was so in the wrong. I actually like see somewhere in my life where I'm not taking ownership or like what I'm pissed off at is actually a reflection of myself. Um, we have, again, we have the mega stack, the angry stack, the irritated stack, the happy stack, the gratitude stack. Super helpful. So as far as memoirs go, it could just be some type of journaling, but meditation and memoirs make up the being part of this. We have balance. Here we are just sending two people per day a message of containing the words either love or appreciation. So for me, one is always to my girlfriend, Katie, and then the other will just be to a friend, to one of my parents, to somebody in my life that I just want to know, knows how much I love and appreciate them. And then finally, for business, we have discover and declare. So basically, you are learning something, consuming some form of content, and then you are creating something, putting some form of content out there into the world. And again, the idea here is we're kind of creating this cohesive lifestyle. We have all four of these domains, body, being, balance, and business taken care of. 
when we check off those boxes, then that's when you check off all those boxes for the day. That's when that little blue dude pops up and it says weaponize below it. And this is something we do every day. Again, truly, it's very, very helpful to have this system for like, again, the best way to describe it is putting yourself in power, putting yourself in a positive mindset every day instead of being reactive to what is going on around you. And again, just like every other area of life, I feel like systems are crazy important here. Um, But yeah, that's what's up with the blue dude. All right, next question. Do you use RIR for all your clients? Yes, I do. All right, so for the listeners that don't know, um, RIR stands for reps and reserve, which is basically the system that I use with my online clients to help you gauge your training intensity week to week. So basically, I will prescribe, okay, I want you to hit three sets of eight to 12 with two RIR this week. So what that means is I want you to stop with two reps left in the tank, two reps in reserve. Now, across the course of a mesocycle, or you can think of it as a training phase, typically a four to six week block of training, I will typically decrease RIR so you get closer and closer to failure, we'll deload, we'll start the process over. Now, um, I use RIR, but I have been talking a lot about the progression system I use for intermediate to advanced clients, and I was actually just talking to one of my mentor clients, Kathy, shout out to Kathy, because I know you're listening to this. You're awesome. Um, but I, I do use RIR, but I have this progression system that I've talked about on this podcast as well. Keep in mind that that's for intermediate to advanced clients. So I think that when people start to see like this RIR system of like, oh, okay. So like week one, we're using like three to four RIR. We two, we're using two to three RIR. We're decreasing that across weeks. They think that that should apply to everybody. But I found that if you're a client that's training less than four times a week, really like volume, intensity, and frequency are the three main variables that we're manipulating within a training program, right? So if you're training less than three times a week, or if you're training three times a week or less, the reality is that volume is going to be pretty low. So all these variables kind of work on a sliding scale. When some decrease, others have to increase. And now that I think of it, I don't actually know that that's what a sliding scale means. But we're going to roll with it. So <laughs> some decrease, other increase. So in the case of somebody that's training three times a week, your volume is just going to have to be a lot lower. So it doesn't make sense for us to um, keep... RIR, like if you're training three times a week and you also have like a lot of weeks where we're at like a three to four RIR, there's just not really a point to it. So typically someone that's training three times a week or less, they're going to almost always be anywhere from zero to two RIR. Like in that case, a progression scheme I like is like, okay, week one, we're starting at two RIR. Week two, we're going to one to two RIR. Week three, we're going to one RIR. Week four, we're at zero to one RIR. And then we're starting our next mesocycle, our next training phase, again at two RIR. And that's somewhat a deload. But I've just found with clients that are training three times a week or less, they just very rarely need a full deload because we're not accumulating that much volume across the course of a training week. And then another thing to consider here is too, is how experienced is your client, which again really ties into like why my clients that train three times a week, I don't program like higher RIR for typically, because if a client, 
is relatively new to this, the reality is often you won't have as good of understanding of how to gauge where you're at as far as your reps in reserve. So if I program a three RIR for a client that's only been training for a couple months, which in that case, they'll also very likely be training three times a week, um, a three RIR in your head might be more like a six RIR, where a client that's been training for, for a decent amount of time will have a good idea of where they truly fall in this, how many reps they truly have in the tank, where the tr a newer client just won't have as good of a grasp on that. So again, in a situation like this, typically with a newer client, they won't quite be reaching the RIR target they think they are. So it makes sense to program these a little bit more aggressively, so to speak, to actually just get them around the area that we want. And I found that to be true with a lot of newer clients. It's not at all that people are like <laughs> trying to deceive you or anything like that. It's literally just, it takes us a long time to learn the skill of the movement. And it's hard to figure out at first, like how close you truly are to failure, how many reps you truly have left in the tank. So that's how I apply it. Um, training three times a week or less or newer, I typically like to program two RIR or less most of the time. If training more often than that or you're more experienced, that's where we work through like a much larger progression. Okay, maybe week one, we're starting at three to four RIR. We're progressing this all the way to zero to one RIR and then we're deloading. But that's how I apply it. All right, and that is all I have for you guys today. As always, thank you for tuning in.